This is Sunday Rewind. Take it back now, y'all. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Now, here are your hosts, Tom Stevens and Mike Melby. Welcome in, kids. Tom Stevens, Mike Melby, Husker Rewind. Following uh, another tough day for the Cornhuskers as they fall on the road. Nebraska loses to Wisconsin in overtime, 24-17 to last night in Madison. Kind of a surprise. We had booked tickets to see a comedian uh, at the Funny Boat uh, a long time before we thought, you know, there's no going to be no uh, night game. So I missed, uh, I had to tape it, I missed the first few minutes, but we saw uh, Nebraska up 14 nothing, And it didn't take long for Nebraska to jump out to an early lead. Obviously, Chubba Purdy, we thought he would get the start. He did get the start uh, after it was determined that Heinrich Harburg was too banged up to play. Comes in, leads Nebraska to two drives, and you're thinking, this is going to be good. This is going to be a good night. 14 nothing. Instead, it was just good night for Nebraska in the end uh, as they fall in overtime. Mike, though, how are you? How are you doing? I'm doing good. Um, I'm, I'm excited by all the sports that are not football. Um, uh, uh, women's, right. women's basketball, a little bit of a rough day. They're playing top 25 Creighton team. They go down to day 79-74. But uh, what about the soccer? I mean, I'm not big on soccer whatever, but, man, I will tip the cap when I see excellence in athletics. And John Walker and that team is excellence at athletics. This might athletics. be his best team ever. Eleanor Dale uh, set the school record for 20 uh, most goals in a season. She scored two today. She's got 28 on the year. Nebraska rolls over UC Irvine. Um, the volleyball team outright Big Ten champs. Uh, and then men's basketball. I, there's words I want to say about them that I can't say on the air. Oh. And they're all just they're they're to accentuate how excited and pumped I am for Fred Hoiberg and this team, man. Well, we might as well just get to the opening kick then. Flasher will kick it off for Oklahoma. The Sooners are in white. We are in Lincoln, Nebraska, and we are ready to go. I am ready to go. Thank you, Keith Jackson. It was announced on Tuesday that Nebraska Athletic Director Trev Alberts has had his contract extended through 2031. Highlights of the contract are an increase from $853,882 per year. to one. I want to know how they came up with that number. Uh, to $1.7 million a year. a good number for Trev, I'll tell you that. <laughs> yep. There's a $500,000 retention bonus if he's still the AD through September of 2025, and then another 300k each year after that, and a three million dollar bonus oh at the end of 2031. I'm assuming fiscal year, which would be roughly um, the beginning of September. Uh, there's numerous other performance bonuses, and just from what we have seen from Trev Albert since he's been here, and in, in not quite two years. If he's not worth every damn penny, I don't know what you want out of an athletic director. Well, he's coming at the right time where you have to hire a coach. And, of course, we kind of rank all athletic directors by, did you get the head coaching position right? Well, that's to be determined if Nebraska did with that. I I, th- I personally still think that Matt Rule's the right hire. Um, Fred Hoiberg's looking to be more and more the right hire. That was not his hire. Um uh, there, it's been mostly for Trev right now. I, I guess if you were to put it at the top of his resume, uh, he made the hire of rule, and now he's trying to uh, revamp Memorial Stadium, which will be a, you know a five hundred million dollar project. We'll see if that comes to fruition. Um, and and 
it, basically, he's got to get this football thing right. Yeah, he does, but it's just the way he's navigated everything that has come up. I get it. The football program's the most important thing, and he's got to get it right. But it, it, there's the stadium reno- renovation, and then, mm-hmm. I mean, no offense, but you got to have a pair of brass cojones to try to pull off Volleyball Day in Nebraska. And, yeah. and you know damn good and well that when they started talking about that and they went public with it, mm-hmm. nobody was shy about saying, there's a world record we're going to try to set. They, right. they, they, they were subtle about it at first, but then it was like game on. And, and to, to have that, I just you're just like, wow. And when I say it's the best event I've attended at Memorial Stadium, that includes football. That, that was just, and I know it was a preseason event and uh, a sport that doesn't normally belong at Memorial Stadium, but it was just so cool. Uh, it was an emotional night, and I didn't think much of it when I was sitting down. I thought, in the middle of it, as it <laughs> the tunnel walk began, I think we're a part of something pretty cool. Because I think they're about to set the record. That was before the 93,000 were announced. Uh, that was one of the coolest nights ever for That's one of Nebraska my... Reg- I didn't sports. go. I could have gone. Uh, and I just... It was one of those where I didn't get tickets right no. away, and I just never followed up on it. I live less than two miles from the stadium. It's sure. like, come it's on, Nelby. Way too far the, away. The best uh, athletic event I ever saw uh, at Memorial Stadium was actually the 1977 Nebraska-Alabama game with Bear Bryant on the side. I remember for, that, yeah. uh, where he was... Uh, brought on and off the field by security. Yep, yep, he had yep, policemen yep. on either side. Yeah. Uh, we talked about it already. Nebraska soccer team won its second round match against Tennessee at Hibner Stadium on Friday night to get to the Sweet 16 for the first time since 2004. Well, guess what? They get to the Sweet 16 this afternoon. They play in the Sweet 16 against UC Irvine. Eleanor Dale, two goals. Now the single season record holder for goals in a season. They went 4-0 over Irvine, and they will travel to Stanford to play in the Elite Eight next week. Nebraska volleyball team clinched at least a share of the Big Ten title Friday night with the upset of Purdue knocking off Wisconsin in five sets. Nebraska swept Michigan, and then today they improve to 27-0 with a sweep of Iowa in Iowa City. A little bit more of a challenge. I think it was 25-21-21, and then 15 in the third, and they looked I'll be honest, they looked a little tight. Iowa hadn't won a game in conference, yep. but you look at their roster, they're actually pretty talented. Yeah, they got the one six seven young lady um, that, that is really, really good, but uh, Nebraska comes through, sweeps Iowa. They are uh, undisputed, no ties, no shares, no nothing. Uh, they are the champions of the Big Ten. Yes. Uh, women's basketball sits at 3-1 and one after 79-74 loss earlier today to Creighton. Uh, David Braun was named the permanent head coach at Northwestern earlier, earlier this week with a twenty, uh, and then after a twenty three fifteen win against Purdue. What do you think the Vegas yesterday? odds would have been at the start of the season that David Braun was the coach right now? Well, just what, of Northwestern. Well, he was the interim, so but, I know. But to but, be, I mean, but to be named to be named. How about this? How about the parlay of he's going to be named the permanent head coach and get them bowl eligible? And it's been crazy. I mean, the, the, it, it would have been plus. If Pat Fitzgerald would have done that, we would have been coach of the year. Yeah. Um, the guy is coach of the year, I think. I mean, maybe you're going to pick Jim Har- Well, how can you pick Harbaugh? He's not even there. He hasn't been there. Ryan Day, maybe. But after that, I think you might go with Braun. I, I actually would, just based on maybe what Ferris? you've seen. I, I don't know. I just hate Iowa so much. I wouldn't want to well, give them any credit I, I for anything either. they do. I, I mean, it's I, all smoke I, and mirrors in Iowa City. It pained me just to say Ferentz right there. <laughs> I could tell the look on your face. <laughs> um... Let's start. Uh, let's start a little bit with football. Pick up the discussion that you and I in Austin were having uh, just for a couple of minutes before we went into our show. Real quick, though, I skipped over it. Real quick, we're going to talk about it a lot okay, more later. Go ahead. 
Husker men's basketball is off to their best start in over a decade. They're 5-0. and And folks, yeah. if you did not watch that game against Oregon State fun. yesterday... Holy smokes. Do you want to go hit, want to start there? I well, I just wanted to mention, because I, I, I felt bad. We'll, like, we'll I forgot to mention fo- that. We're going to do a lot of football talk with Evan Bland anyway. So um, It's up to you. Wherever you want to go, man, well, I'm, let's, I'm there. Let's, let's, I, I was going to get into the time management issue that we had, the discussion we had. I don't think we really finished it up. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's do that. Yeah, we, we, um, well, Because we'll certainly deal a lot with uh, basketball throughout the show. Uh, but we'll do that, I think, after we talk to Evan Bland. Let's keep the theme of football here going. There's a minute, 35. I, a minute 35 left. I think Chubba Purdy had just got a first down to the 26. And then the the run at, uh, from Emmett Smith. Emmett jo- and so Johnson. after that John, that Johnson run, you, you had what, a minute 35 left to go? Oh, was, I think it was a minute 35 when the first down happened. So they, they had okay. a minute. Minute 15. Maybe what, a minute well, 20 it, maybe. It, it, they'd run the, the play clock down though. So you've got second and three with a minute 20-ish left to go in the game if you would have called the timeout there. You had three timeouts left. Yeah. You would have had the ball at the 19 with three timeouts to go. So or you two. could have you you could have, you know, thrown a couple passes, maybe safe passes, a screen pass, maybe a reverse, but you could have done it quickly and used your timeouts. And still if you decided that those weren't working, take a knee and then kick the field goal. I I, I just didn't I I don't think I've ever seen a team go as slow as Nebraska did after getting a first well, down at the 26-yard line with a minute 35 left to go in the game. I, I Matt Roll could sit there and say, you guys were mad at me last week, and now you're mad at me for doing exactly what you said I should have done last week. The situations were totally different, Matt. different. And you were, you were not trying to win the damn game yesterday. If you mean to tell me that your plan to kick a field goal and get to overtime is you trying to win the game, um, I'm going to call you... Foolish, because that's not trying gonna, to win the they game. Were, they were going to take one shot, and if that one shot didn't work, they were going to kick yeah, the field. Yeah, I, I, the, the, the in-game decisions by Satterfield, the play calls, and if Matt Rule's given the the check mark and given him the okay, I have big questions about this staff. Well, yeah, and at least offensively, I can, I can defensively. Buy, <laughs> they, it's one of the best defenses we've had in yeah, ten plus they years, pl- and they made their mistakes. They didn't always tackle well. The quarterback draw. There yeah. were a couple of times where they had Tanner Mordecai down. They should have had Tanner Mordecai I, down, and they didn't make the tackle. I get that, but at the same time, man, you got to tip your cap. Mordecai, like he has a little wiggle to him. He does. He's a good athlete, and and I I just there's a couple of those plays where I'm like, yeah, he should have had him, but um, man. He has eight out of ten other quarterbacks. Yeah, but that that just I, Mordecai's he's he's shifty, man. Yeah, well, I, I just thought Nebraska being up fourteen nothing, they let the gas off. Um, I think in the second half it, he was that is uh, Purdy uh, was five of eleven for like twenty six yards. I mean, he did all the damage, one hundred sixty nine yards passing, but all the damage was done really in the first half. He had the, done on one play. He had the long pass, the long run, both one with his legs, one with his arm. Uh, nice catch, and then Lloyd gets into the end zone. But here's where I'm bothered by, again, go to the end of the game. Nebraska is marching from its own 20-yard line. Another nice drive two weeks in a row from Cheba Purdy to lead Nebraska, perhaps to the game-winning touchdown. Two scenarios that are kind of the same, but not totally the same. Last week against Maryland, they needed a field goal to potentially win the game. Yeah. It would have been a lot of time still left for Maryland. Three minutes yeah, left had they kicked the field goal. Do you do you I do you trust your defense more so than the offense? That's for sure, uh, because the offense yeah. threw an interception last yeah. week. Uh, so Maryland didn't have to kick a field goal to win to tie the game. They had to kick a field goal to win the game, and a touchdown was really going to make it hard for Nebraska. And of course, they went on kicked the field goal, the walk off field goal. 
Uh, that was different because Nebraska could have won last week with a field goal. This week, they couldn't have won the game with a field goal. They they tied the game. They went to overtime. Well, uh, you know what, field though? Goal. Given but, this, they, they accomplished what they set out to do, kick the field goal. What did he say in the postgame? He yeah. said... Well, you know, we, we we wanted to kick the field goal on this drive. I mean, that that's that was our our you know main objective was to make sure that we can get a field goal. Right. Really, your main objective is to win the damn game. Okay, it, not tie and go to overtime. I think so. I don't with, understand it. Well, and Purdy had played pretty well. He hadn't thrown the ball away. I mean, last week I understand maybe you're a little <laughs> more concerned because you had already turned the ball over four times. This time you had gone. Completely through the night with Purdy well, being a very efficient and not close to throwing. I, I get it, well, it, there was one that was fairly close to it. it yeah, it, but I, that, outside of that last drive, though, of the game for Nebraska, um, <laughs> the, the offense was horrible in the second half. There well, was no continuity. Aggressive. No, they weren't. They weren't aggressive. Well, no, I'm, I'm going to disagree with you. They were aggressive because they were trying to throw the ball, which I didn't understand. Five of their first six plays on their two three and outs to start the second half were passes. Yeah. Why? I don't get it. Run the damn ball. You threw it 24, you ran it 40. I get it. You ran more than you threw. But the situations, why, why are you trying to air it out continually in certain Like, run the ball, get three yards. Emma you would Johnson have thrown on second seven, carries. go for it. We, we were, that was one of the things we wanted to see going into the game. Emma Johnson had 13 carries, didn't carry a lot in the second half. I wonder if there was something going on well, uh, with it, his body. How about Anthony Grant? How Anthony, bad is his injury? Uh, he had 12 carries for 46. Yeah, uh, but, but he, em- he left the game late, yeah. and how bad is the, the yeah. injury? It was a yeah. lower body injury. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I still would love to see a series of plays where you just direct snap it to Emma Johnson. <laughs> I mean, the well, best way it, to get your best player, he's the best player they have on offense. So get yeah. your, be- your best player the ball. And then your quarterback doesn't have to take the pounding, maybe that Chuba probably doesn't need with oh, and or Harbor did take. Yeah, and Harbor's already taken this year. I, I just think it's a good way to get your best player the ball directly, uh, and uh, you know get four or five yards uh, without getting your quarterback beaten up. Um, but you're right; uh, the game plan seemed to change once Nebraska got up fourteen nothing. Matt, Matt Rule had to be thinking fourteen. We you know scored in several games where fourteen's enough uh, to win that game. And it probably could have been uh, had they executed with a minute 35 again left to go. You have tons. Of, that's a world of time. For an NFL quarterback, that's like a year and a half. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's plenty of time even for a college quarterback or a high school quarterback. Uh, if you manage the situation. Again, three timeouts. They didn't use one of them until it was kind of late, wasn't it? Uh, it got way down there, like 20 seconds. 20 seconds. That, that's... Yeah, I the, just the, the, game, the, game, like the game management from the offensive staff, and go back to the end of the first half even. The end of the first half, they get a first down. They're in field goal range. There's 20 seconds left on the clock. Yeah. They don't call a timeout, even though they have two of them left. Yeah. Shubba Purdy starts barking out play calls. and Could have gotten a touchdown there. And six seconds go off the clock. The ball still isn't snapped, and Wisconsin calls timeout. And then you miss a field goal. And so, but my point is, we then had one shot that barely had us with a second left on the clock, right? Yeah. And that was the only shot you had at the end zone. If yeah. you take the one time out with twenty seconds left, guess what? You had time for another play. And by the way, the play you called with eight seconds left—that pass—it was like a super long developing play. You have eight seconds. Throw a quick out. See if you can get to the ten. I wonder if they're in some strange. 
world, bizarro world, where they just think, okay, our offense is really bad, so we want to win it on the last play of the game. So we want get you know we don't want to give them any time because we saw what happened when we gave Maryland time last week. They went down and kicked a field goal, the walk off. But the, he's talked a lot about not playing with fear, and it seems like at times they play with fear, and then other times they yeah, play I, when they probably should have a little more fear. Like, the, the way he's the way the game has been called numerous times this year is the polar opposite of what he said he wants to do. And then he defends them doing the polar opposite of what he wants to do or do. I, I just, I don't, I, it's becoming that being it, said, it, that being said, if, if, if Chuba has a great week this week and beats Iowa, all is forgiven, right? Not a chance. Really? Do okay. This, we, we had this conversation. I forgot to ask you last week, four game losing streak, uh, into February, uh, end of January into February by Nebraska basketball last year after Jawan Gary went down, mm-hmm. or uh, Gary had, was already out and Bandamel went down. And on the post game show of the fourth loss, Jake Bachoven asked me, "Do you believe in Coach Hoiberg that he's going to get this right, or do you hope he does?" And I said, "I believe he will." Tom Stevens, I'm putting you on the mark right now. Do you believe Marcus Satterfield is an offensive coordinator who can call the plays that can get Nebraska? into championship contention for whether it's Big Ten, college football, playoff, whatever, or do you hope he is the guy? I don't know. I honestly don't know. Um, but mission number one, and you know, it's it's go one and oh, that's their theme over mm-hmm. there, is go one and oh, beat Iowa. If they beat Iowa, for me, a lot is forgiven because this is a team that hasn't been to a bowl game since 2016, and that's that's a long, long time for that day. I don't know how many spring practices that's worth, probably eight, nine, <laughs> something like yeah. that. Yeah, uh, it's crazy. You've got to get, and they might get it anyway. I, I'm Nebraska's somewhere around 15 to 20 in their APR, so they could get invited even with five wins. It sounds like I don't know if that's that's a possibility, uh, but they need more than anything just for their own mental health because I think that's the problem with Nebraska football. It's not even physical; it's mental. Yeah, uh, for everybody's mental health, they need to get to a bowl game which is probably the reason they won't because they're going to try too hard. This team doesn't seem to play better when it tries too hard. <laughs> Very true. Yeah, and I'm not saying that we need to fire Satterfield. I'm not one of those guys right now. I kind of was last week, and after thinking about it, I'm like, no, Matt Rule yeah, was right. after the season. No, no, but no, I, <laughs> Matt Rule was right. Firing him, it makes no sense. Then, yeah. you, then you've got to completely change everything, whatever. Yeah. But I simply have not seen anything that tells me that Marcus Satterfield is going to be a guy that you want to have around in two or three more years. I, give him a shot, though. Give him a shot when you hopefully don't have that many injuries. Give him a shot where it's the second year in the system. The the Any outliers um, that are not buying into the culture are gone. Whatever the case may be, I, I, I'm not saying whatever, but I just I don't have a whole lot of belief right now that he is, um, he's the guy that is going to be able to lead us where we need to be from an offensive standpoint. Well, two things with a head coach when you're building a team, I think you have to make, you know, your coordinators are really important, offensive and defensive coordinators. I think Nebraska got Tony White right to the point where he may not be coaching at Nebraska <laughs> yeah. next year. Uh, Satterfield, it feels like they may have made a mistake there. And then the third thing you have to do as a new coach, especially if you're going to the transfer portal like a lot of coaches are, is get the quarterback position right. And Nebraska hasn't done that. Uh, maybe Purdy is the right guy finally, but he's been banged up, so we haven't been able to see him up until now. Uh, but those are you know, two big things, quarterback and coordinator, where Nebraska is kind of, maybe they haven't messed it up, but they certainly haven't gotten it right so far. Um, and so you're going to have to get that right. 
you're going to have to get that right if you're going to win in this conference because you will get exposed and get exposed badly. Uh, let's get to Evan Bland of the Omaha World-Herald. Uh, Evan talks to us all the time. He writes great articles on Nebraska football. He covers Nebraska baseball, of course, today. Talking a lot of Husker football with Evan Bland of the Omaha World-Herald. We'll do that next.